Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast, a part of the IDP Army Podcast Network. It is great to be back with you all. We are, college football season is here, folks. It's finally here. We we can stop speculating. We can stop talking about recruiting. We can put last year's draft class completely behind us now because a whole new batch of college athletes are going to become NFL players throughout this next several months you know all the way until we start talking about them in january as part of the draft process but you know for anybody listening to this podcast the draft process starts right now so with further ado let's just get into it Right. I hope everybody out there is having a good morning, evening, or afternoon. Um, so I've been off for a couple weeks, uh, kind of just letting the preseason play out in college football. I, there's a couple stories that I've gathered that I want to talk about before we get into the actual tailgate of it all, because week zero is here, and I'm very excited about that. But first, let's talk about a little bit of news. So Sam Hartman, the Wake Forest quarterback who accounted for 50 total touchdowns last season is out indefinitely with an unidentified injury. Now we're not sure if that is physical or if that is a mental injury. Those are injuries too. I know that we're, we're, this is 2022. We're trying to all learn about this, but yes, mental injuries are a actual concern as much as a real, uh, here I go. Not a real injury, but they're all real injuries. They're all real injuries. So we don't know which one it is. They have not really specified um, but they're confident that he'll be back this season. Uh, Mish, Mitch Griffith, Griff, Griffiths is going to be the starter. He has never taken a snap for the team, so we're going to have to see how Wake Forest is able to account for that. But Sam Hartman is going to be out indefinitely. So here's what that means for us. So I had him as the eighth-ranked QB going into the next draft, 2023. Um, definitely had him on the list of candidates for possible people that could jump into the first round. I did not have him in the first round. Uh, we actually cut that list off at seven, which is right where he was at the eighth spot. But with him not being there, it's, it's less tape to evaluate, but it doesn't necessarily put him in a bad spot for the actual draft because we've not, we're not really positive exactly what kind of problem this is. It does not sound like it's, it does not sound physical because it's not like he's going to have surgery or he's not like, you know, going to 
a doctor to get, you know, an X-ray of some sort. Nothing like that has been stated that's going on. So I'm assuming it's a mental injury. That's why I gave that little horrible attempt at a, uh, a preface of that entire conversation. But I hope everything's going well for him. I hope whatever is is going on in his life gets cleared up. I hope that he comes back stronger than ever. And I have no doubt that he will. So what that means for Wake Forest for the season is the offense is not going to – the defense was bad last season. Um, if I can remind you all of last season, there were several games where it was just can we score more than the opponent. It was not, hey, let's make a big stop here on defense. It was more like, hey, Sam, can you go out there and win us a football game? So – we're not really going to get the opportunity to see him a whole lot. Maybe, you know, I, I, it's indefinitely. So you don't really know when he's going to come back, but more to come on that person. So I will be taking him out of the rankings and moving somebody that was out of it back in. Um, we will update that after week when week one starts. I'm not saying week zero isn't a real football weekend because it is kind of like a, a nice little appetizer, but the games this weekend are kind of a rough slate. But there is some people that we need to pay attention to. So we'll get to them in just one second. One more person that we need to be uh, looking at, and that is Rasheen Ali. He led the nation in touchdowns last year for the Marshall Thundering Herd. Um, he has taken a leave of absence for the team to address an unidentified issue. I'm not even going to try to speculate exactly what's going on there. I don't. It's it's up to him. He can figure it out, and then he can come back when need be. I did not have Rasheen Ali in my top ten running backs. Um, that wasn't necessarily a mistake. It's just like, it's kind of like sincere McCormick last year. If anybody remembers him, uh, for the UTSA, man, what did the Roadrunners? Some bizarre mascot. I can't remember. Um, he was leading the nation in run- rushing. He, you know, was very, like very involved with that offense. If you ever played DraftKings for college football, sincere McCormick was that guy. Well, Rasheen Ali was kind of that guy too, um, on a lesser level, but this year he was planning, you know, planning to be somebody who possibly broke out. But Sincere McCormick, the only reason I bring Sincere McCormick up is that he probably isn't even going to make the roster for the Raiders, which is where he got signed to because he did not get drafted. Um, so that's why I did not have him up there because it. I did not see enough from him last year to think that he is a transcendent running back and more of just taking over a, you know, playing a bad schedule. I'll just, we'll just say that. But he's taking a leave of absence. I was definitely going to have him on the watch list. He was definitely going to be somebody that we brought up week to week, especially if he was to start having these banana stat lines that we're used to seeing from some of these players. Um, so don't know what he's dealing with. I hope he, he deals with it and comes back strong and stronger than ever because, you know, he did have an amazing year last year, and I would be very, I don't know, it would be very shocking to not see him get to play this season. So I really hope that he can come back. I hope he deals with whatever he's going through and can get back stronger than ever. So let's get in. Let's just jump into it. This is week zero, baby. We're, we're finally here to college football. So kicking off on Saturday, the slate is a little bleak. I don't want to, I don't want to sugarcoat it for you. There are some very talented players playing, but there's not necessarily a marquee matchup that I'm going to try to shift you to. Uh, Nebraska and Northwestern are playing across the pond, which could be kind of fun to see. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think they're playing in Ireland, and neither of those teams are Notre Dame. I'm not going to lie to you. I think that they may have booked Notre Dame, and they accidentally just 
you know, they tried to book Notre Dame and they just got like, ah, one of those in teams. So they got Nebraska and Northwestern to come over and play. Um, just kidding. I don't know if that's actually what happened, but it seems that way based on them both being in teams and Notre Dame being the fighting Irish, it would make the most sense for them to go over there, but that should be a fun game. Nebraska hopefully will roll. I think we're not expecting Nebraska necessarily have a bounce back season, but Scott Frost is, you know, this is kind of make it or break it for him. So I'm really hoping that Nebraska can figure things out because it would be a sad state of affairs if they open up across the pond against Northwestern and lose the game. It would be so sad to see that 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 to be the way that that in, that their uh, season ended. Because honestly, if they lose to Northwestern, Nebraska might as well pack it up, pack it in, because it's over after that. So hopefully not, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, moving on to teams that might actually matter, and one of those is Florida State. So we're going to get to see Florida State uh, open up against Duquesne, I believe is how you said that. Um, Florida State does should not have high expectations for this season. I think it's going to be another rough go of it. I would say losing a head-to-head recruiting battle versus Jacksonville State is – or not Jacksonville State, I think it's Jack, just Jackson State um, – Whichever one the Deion Sanders is coaching, that team, Jackson State, I think is it's either Jackson State or Jacksonville State, whichever one. Losing that head-to-head recruiting battle is just it's just not good for the state affairs in Florida State. So I'm I'm hoping they can have a better season this year. Uh Jordan Travis is the quarterback this season, so I'm interested to see him. Um, the only player from Florida State that we're really watching this year, not that that can't be fixed at some point, is Akeem Dent. The uh, cornerback from there, he's got a lot that he needs to work on. It's definitely not someone that I'm over the top with. I would have said two years ago, Akeem Dent would have been somebody I would have really been focused on heavily. But um, for the time being, it's just tough tough to say that that's, that's somebody that, you know, you need to be looking for for your IDP rosters. I mean, thing is, I'm still going to mention him, so I guess that is it. Um, he only played 10 games last season, so it'll be nice to see him get back in there. Um, he Hopefully he hit the weight room. That's, that's you know, I'm not trying to hate on anybody, but that's just kind of where I view him and where I think he, he needed to go. So that's, that, that, that's all I'm saying. Um, the other team playing this weekend that I'm really – this is one of the more exciting ones, I think, for me to see, and that is North Carolina. So – North Carolina loses Sam Howell this past weekend or this past season to the draft. He gets drafted to Washington to be a commander, um, which is all fine and dandy. Like I I don't have any problem. Like I think that Sam Howell was maybe helped a lot by his, his class of receivers the year before with Deami Brown. And he had the Javante Williams, Michael Carter, uh, backfield that really helped him out a whole lot. So I, I'm not going to lie. I think that they helped him out quite a bit, but last season he did not have a bad season. And that was mostly due to Josh Downs, who I have ranked as my fourth wide receiver. This or no fifth wide receiver. Nope. Fourth wide receiver. Oof. Quentin Johnson. I haven't moved him up yet, but yes, we're keeping with Josh Downs. Josh Downs is a good wide receiver for the uh, university of North Carolina. Um, Last year, he had 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns. He had 101 receptions. Um, I'm excited. You know, the problem is you got a new quarterback in there. You, you don't exactly know what you're going to get from that. So, against, they're playing Florida 
A&M this weekend. So this should be a really good, easy tune-up game for them. I'm hoping for the best for Josh Downs because I believe in him as a wide receiver. He is only 5'10", but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's out of it. Like, that doesn't – I don't think that that should hurt him as much as a lot of people say that height does. I think that he will be able to get open, get those big receiving plays done down the field, and he will be able to handle himself. And I'm not worried at all. So I'm really excited to see Josh Downs this weekend. Um and yeah, so we'll we'll see. They play at seven fifteen against North or Florida A and M, and that that'll be the one of the games I'm paying attention to heavy. It's on the ACC network, so not necessarily prime time, but still gets gets a good placing. Um, other than that, your late night games are Nevada, New Mexico State, Vanderbilt, Hawaii. This one's really just for the betting public. Um, there is an SEC in, team involved here, but it's the absolute worst. SEC team possible, which is Vanderbilt. Um, you know, after a few drinks during the day, maybe this will just be a nice game to kick back to and, and, and check out, but I, I'm not heavily focused on any players in that game. I'm really hoping there's somebody that pops out of one of these games that will, you know, have me looking twice at them, but I do not think of that, you know, this weekend as being a, a prime marquee weekend. They just, they, the, the football schedulers out there did not put any good teams to uh, playing during this weekend. So hope for the best, but it's just going to be a fun weekend of watching football. It's just going to get us a little taste, a little, a little nip of the uh, college football fruit. So I'm excited for that. Cannot wait to see, but that's your weekend slate. That's that's week zero. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, I'll in this podcast, but we're going to kind of talk about the overview of the college football season, kind of what my expectations are, what I'm betting, uh, is going to happen. Um, last year I was pretty bad at guessing. I overguessed the hell out of Georgia last season. I thought that they wouldn't make it and then they ended up making it. So that, you know, that's really cool. That's exactly <laughs> how I want my predictions to go, you know, to be com- just completely wrong. But this season, I, I, am on the Ohio State bandwagon 100%. Their, their team is so good that I'm just not positive what the weak link is here. So I was kind of reading up on a little bit of college football coverage. ESPN does a phenomenal job. I'm rolling my eyes. Sorry, people that are not are on the podcast. I'm rolling my eyes because they had Stephen A. Smith, who said C.J. Stroud is uh, – a more of a running mobile quarterback. And 
I don't know if any, you know, all of you hopefully have watched a college football game before, uh, one of his games before. But if you haven't, he is absolutely the opposite of a runner. Like literally he only had, I think, three games last season where he even had double-digit rushing yards, and that was just from scrambles. Like he he's not a runner at all. So I was really appreciative of Stephen A. Smith putting that narrative out there, which makes absolutely no sense at all. Um, it's he is the opposite of runner. I'm almost positive that he was thinking of Bryce Young. Like Bryce Young's not even a runner, really. He's more of a passer, but he's more mobile than CJ Stroud is. And I'm kind of confused exactly what Stephen A. Smith was thinking when he said that, but whatever is what it is. Um, Ohio State's by far my my favorite team this season, and it's led by Jackson Smith and Jigbo. They have the number one wide receiver. I'm really excited for that. Um, they also have Marvin Harrison Jr. Yes, for all you people that are, I don't know, probably 28 and above, you remember how crazy good Marvin Harrison was for the Colts. Well, his son is now playing college football, if you want to feel just a little bit older than you were already feeling today. Um, so, And then they have the best running back in the nation, Travion Henderson. So, I, you know, if you have the best wide receiver, the best running back, and you could argue one or two on C.J. Stroud for quarterback. It's going to kind of make you a really good football team, so I'm not really sure who's going to beat them, and I don't think it's going to be anybody in the Big Ten because Big Ten, not known for offense. They really aren't. They're going for good defense, and Michigan was stripped for parts, to be honest with you. And, you know, they lose Ojabo. They lose Aiden Hutchinson. Like, those are those were two of their big-name Michigan, you know, players. Those were their heavy hitters. And they're just not going to – I mean, they're still going to be good on defense. They're just not going to be that good. So and that's who Stephen A. Smith, obviously, to pick the Big Ten. So to win the Big Ten, which was kind of like, well, of course you did because, you, you know, you only know Jim Harbaugh and you just think for some reason he's going to win it, which, you know, they won it once. That was it. Uh, not going to happen again. Ohio State's back. Uh, their defense could be, a, could be better. There's a lot of uh, question mark pieces on the defense. So – Kind of hoping for the best for the defense, but I think that's the far and away best team in college football. I'm kind of confused why anybody else would think opposite of that, but that's just me. Uh, number two I have is Georgia. I think they finished as number two in the nation. Uh, their defense is is they're not as good as they were last season. Last season they were one of the best college defenses I've ever seen on a field but they're still really, really good. Um, don't want that to be confused. They have Keely Ringo back there, who's the best cornerback in the nation, locked down, and they really just reloaded a bunch of the positions that they already have. They have Jalen Carter, who's the top defensive tackle. Um, I've seen a lot of mock drafts have him as potentially the number two pick in the NFL draft for 2023, a defensive tackle being drafted that high. It's bonkers you, you just one of those things you just don't see because you know when you're you're going that high in the draft you're really after edge rushers um you're after o linemen potentially and then you're after all after any of the uh offensive positions that make sense not running back but the other two um i just cannot see how a defensive tackle makes it that high but there you, anything can happen he is really good and that defense is going to be a really good again um, they are going to have probably they're going to take a step back from last season, but still they barely allowed 10 touchdowns the entire season last year. So 
Georgia is going to be back. Their offense is a little bit more suspect. They lost a couple of pieces. Um, they still have Stetson Bennett, who I don't think is anything special, but yeah, whatever. He, he's he's won a national championship. It's better than a lot of quarterbacks for say. Like my favorite quarterback, Baker Mayfield, he never won a championship. Stetson Bennett did. So, you know, that kind of experience could mean something, I guess. <laughs> uh, on to number three is Clemson. This one's a little bit of a big question mark. This is more of their schedule uh, in the ACC working out perfectly for them than it does for actually like the talent on the team. The defense is going to be superb. Like I don't want to get that confused. They got Miles Murphy, uh, Brian Brisey. Like those, it's going to be a great defense. Muka, uh, the cornerback. I'm not worried about the defense at all. The the offense is the bizarre part of that team. I really don't know what to make of it. Um, they're going to start probably with DJ Ukulele. No, I already lost how to say that name. But I think there's a – I can't remember the freshman's name either. Man, I'm going to – a mind blank. Uh, the freshman's going to come in there. I think he might be better than DJ is currently. We'll see. It's, it's really just a quarterback away. And I think if they start looking – I think if they win but they start not looking great, they might make a quarterback flaw or switch that would mean a lot for them. So last season they went up against Georgia in the first game and they like didn't score a point and a lot of people freaked out. And then we ended up finding out Georgia is one of the best defenses of all time. And I think that that, you know, was something that we kind of overreacted to in the moment, but this year Clemson's really going to need to put up or shut up. They obviously lost their defensive coordinator because he's now coaching at Oklahoma. Uh, they lost their, uh, athletic director to Miami, which was interesting, very interesting way of doing things there. Um, but we'll see. I'm, I'm not worried. Dabo only always puts something together. So I think Clemson finished his number three, just because of their schedule. And then number four, I kind of have a surprise here and that's Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame could have a special year coming up here and they did just lose Kyron Williams. They did lose, um, oh, man, safety from Notre Dame that I'm blanking on right now because I cannot think Kyle Hamilton. And so you would think they're going to take a step back. I actually don't. I think that their head coach was Brian Kelly was holding them back. And I think that now we're going to see what Notre Dame's actually capable of. And I, I think now that Brian Kelly's down in LSU, he's going to be down there a whole bunch and he's going to be having a fun time down in the Bayou. But now I think Notre Dame's actually going to get to work and put together a decent season. Um, there's really nobody on that team that I'm like heavily scouting a whole bunch, but there is plenty of good talent on that team and players that could be, you know, could make their mark um, as the season goes on. So obviously that means Bama is not in my top four for the season. But I think it's just because Georgia's there, and I think that they are going to slip up um, a couple of times this season. I, I, I think that you know they could lose to Texas A&M. That could happen. I don't want to put anything past Jimbo Fisher. It, it, it happened last season. They lost to, to them last season. It very well could happen. Um, I just the team lost a lot of talent, and I. It's not that they didn't reload. It's just I'm not as big of a believer in some of those players. So if you're an Alabama fan out there, I don't think I'd be necessarily worried because your team's still going to be really freaking good and you've still got the best quarterback in the nation, most likely with Bryce Young. Um, but your receiver receiving core is not where it needs to be. And 
Um, the running back, Jameer Gibbs, we don't, he wasn't really that effective at Georgia Tech last year. We're just kind of like propping him up because he go, he's going to Alabama. And I'm not going to be the fool to say that he's not going to be good because when he, you know, puts up 1,500 yards on the ground, everybody's going to be like, well, you said he wasn't going to be any good here. Well, okay, fine. He wasn't good at Georgia Tech. So we'll see what happens. Uh, he's, you know, recruited, you know, he transferred in. So I guess we'll see what happens. So, that's why I don't have – I have Bam at number five, but, you know, so it's not that crazy. So, uh, you know, not that wild. Um, number six, seven, and eight is Utah, Oklahoma, and Michigan. Um, I think the Big 12 is going to eat each other. That's why I have Oklahoma down this low. Um, I know I am an Oklahoma fan. Oklahoma Stan will be there for, you know, I'm going to the Nebraska football game, so that will be a lot of fun to report back from. Um, but they're going to have a couple slip-ups this year. It's first-year Brent, Brent Venables. Uh, they have Dylan Gabriel behind center, who was pretty good when he was at Central Florida, but he was never really good, not very good. Uh, Marvin Mims should be good this year. Theo Weiss is back. Eric Gray hopefully is going to be used properly, which he was not last season. Um, so there's there's a lot of things, that I, and that defense is, should be ferocious. I don't want to like say it now because I don't want to be wrong, but like there's a lot of good pieces on that defense that deserve uh, draft looking at. And I guess maybe it's going to have to be me, but I don't want to be considered a homer just yet. So we'll see what happens. I, I believe in the defense, but we'll see. Uh, Utah, I think, is going to be better than USC this season. That's not me being a Lincoln Riley hater. I think that Utah uh, was very good last season. Uh, they beat the brakes off of Oregon. Uh, when we all thought that Oregon was probably going to march their way into a playoff spot, and or you know Utah went in there and said nope, not not today. Um, and he, so Utah is one of those teams I'm looking at. I think they're going to run the Pac-12, and I think they're going to win. Uh, USC is not going to be in the top ten, unfortunately. Uh, eight Michigan, they still have a good team coming back. They just lost a lot of pieces for my liking. Um, I mentioned the two players on defense earlier. But they also lost Hassan Haskins on offense, which was the main part of their running attack. Um, I don't, I don't think they're going to be bad. I just, it's, I just don't believe as much in Harbaugh as a lot of people do, and I think that people equate uh, John Harbaugh's success to Jim Harbaugh sometimes, and it just kind of frustrates everyone else. Um, nine and ten, rounding out the top ten is Baylor and NC State for me. Uh, NC State's got getting a lot of love this season yet, but I think they need to start. And it starts with the quarterback, Devin Leary. He is a very good quarterback this season. And the Wolfpack are somebody that people need to be looking out for because I think they could have a special run this season, one that like you know, you're not usually ready to, to see. I think that they're that team. And then Baylor or Oklahoma could be flip-flopped. Kind of depends on what ends up happening here. But, you know, we'll see. I personally think Oklahoma's better than Baylor. Baylor, come at me. Don't care. <laughs> uh, it happens. It, it be that way sometimes. But that's my pr prediction. Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame in the fourth team playoff. Uh, Ohio State and probably Georgia to play for the title, and then Ohio State wins. Um, that's just yeah. That's just kind of what I think is going to happen. I, this is going to be. I, this is a very interesting college football season. Usually, you can just chalk in the. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Most of these teams are chalk as is: Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame. But 
I just don't think Bama is as dominant. I don't think it, you know, I don't think it's going to be as dominant of a season as it normally is for Alabama. I just really don't. I think that they're going to be in some close games, and I, I think they could slip up a couple of times. I know that they're the NFL factory, but with NIL being the way that it is, a lot of places are going to be in NFL factories because, like, the little-known secret of college football is that Alabama's been paying people to play there for years. Like, that's been the way that it's been for a long time. I, I'm just so confused how so many people don't understand that it's not they're not winning recruiting battles. They've just been giving players money through other ways. I mean, many players have come out and said that that's how it works at Alabama. Um, and a lot of play, other places were way watched way too hard to be able to make that happen. Or they just had like moral conundrums, which is silly in any athletic sport to have a moral conundrum. But Nick Saban, he knows where the bodies are buried there. There's plenty of people that know exactly how they've been winning all these championships and getting all these good players. So um, that time's coming to an end because now anybody can give money to anyone and it doesn't matter as much the rules are kind of you know not the way that they used to be so i think nil is going to make things a little bit more even for everyone uh this conference realignment stuff is going to make things uh more interesting for everyone and i I, you know it's going to be so strange when uh oklahoma and texas join the sec in a couple years that'll be very weird uh and kind of a strange way of watching college football because they've been you know big 12 big eight play you know teams for the entire time they've existed. So seeing them join a conference like the SEC is just very strange. And I personally can't wait for it because the Big 12 is a joke and they've known it for ever since they started the big or the Longhorn Network and they agreed to that. Uh, it's been the conference has been a joke ever since then. So, you know, kind of been waiting for them to die for a long time now. But conference is finally disappearing ish and try to add Houston and some other goofy teams, Cincinnati, try to make this a, a legitimate conference again. But, you know, we all know. We all know what the, the main things are here. It's going to be Big Ten, SEC, and that's just how it's going to be. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Ohio State's going to be your champion. I, you know, bookmarking this now so we can get back to it when, you know, they don't even make the playoff and everybody can laugh in my face. But that's just Based on the talent on the team, based on the looking over of the recruits and trying to, you know, predicate how the draft is going to go, that's just what I think is going to happen. So I appreciate you all tuning in. Week one preview will happen next week, which I will cover every position and what they're doing next weekend. So don't worry. The actual analysis of the players and what they're doing will be happening. But week zero is kind of a kind of a weak weekend, but it's still college football, and we still love it. I'm excited to hear or uh, excited for you all to listen, and I appreciate you all being here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please follow my social at Ombre Vendor. Please come on there, talk college football. I love talking college football, and this is the perfect time of year to get into it. If you're an NFL diehard and you don't watch a lot of college football, and you're just like not understanding how to navigate which games to watch and stuff. That is what this podcast is for. So I appreciate any and all feedback. If you got some, please do give me your list of players. Don't mind it. So thank you all for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.